The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to return now, though. Uh, to the issue of speeding and this uh, announcement from the government today uh, that their plans are to reduce by about 20% uh, speed limits on an awful lot of roads in the country, in and around our towns and cities and on country roads and on national secondary uh, routes. So the default speed limit on a national secondary route would go from 100 down to 80 and in around towns everything would be at 30. We have areas of 30 kilometres an hour at the moment but it's 50 everywhere else. It would be 30 everywhere uh, in our uh, towns and it is to make our roads safer. That is the purpose of it. One of the consequences people suggest as well is that it would lead to more people walking and cycling, particularly kids in and around school. And that was a message from the RSA uh, today. Our reporter Aoife Cairns uh, was speaking to the RSA. She also spoke to students from Gwaleskol, Nocklivna and Nockline about their experience of walking and cycling. I'm Ella Fitzpatrick. I'm 11 and I am in, in sixth class. Our teachers always tell us to look left and right and make sure we don't get hurt in the road and to wear high vises as well. How do you feel important. walking to school? Are you, are you safe? I, yeah, I feel safe walking to school. I feel like I don't have anything to worry about, but there's always a chance that you could get hurt. Lots of cars parked outside and uh, rushing to get their kids to school. and uh, it's, uh, it's a bit dangerous, but um, when you're safe, uh, you don't really have anything to worry about. My name's Kean Morley, I'm 11 and I'm in 5th class. I walk to school every morning with my mum and it's, it's, it is d- dangerous on Monday morning rush hour. There is like, a, there's this crossing near where we live and we have to cross there every day to go to school except like cars barely stop. I remember once when, um, when I was... I think it was maybe a month or two ago. Uh, I was walk, I was walking with mum, and someone just someone uh, was letting us go by, and then another driver pulled out and overtook them just as we were about to cross. So I'm sure you have lots of advice for drivers uh, because of your own experience going to school every day. Would you like to tell them something? Probably be more, be more careful and re- reduce your speed like greatly. My name's Kleena Durkin, and I. I'm in fourth class and I'm nine and um, sometimes I cycle and sometimes I walk to school. Sometimes we have to go on the road because the path is really busy uh, but car, the cars slow down for us. All right, some of the uh, students there in Gwaleskull, Nocklivna, speaking to our reporter Aoife Kearns. Leo Leo is with me. He is a concerned parent and a, a member of the Irish Road Victims Association as well. Leo, you're welcome to studio. Thank you very much. Uh, and thanks a million for coming in to us. Um, like as somebody who, who knows all too well the consequences of fatal uh, road traffic collisions um, in your family, your daughter, uh, do you welcome today's announcement from government. I do welcome the, the announcement with the reduction of speed limits and uh, it's the first step. It's only a first step. What are the second, third and fourth steps? <laughs> There's a lot to be done to be honest with you. The main one is what everybody talks about, enforcement. The, the guards have to be out there on the streets and people have to see them and know that, they, that there's a high risk of being caught and then proper penalties put in place. If people don't have that fear of losing their licence or losing their car, they'll just continue to doing what they're doing. There have been people today 
suggesting that, uh, you know, what, what we need is just enforcement. We don't need to reduce the speed limits whatsoever. We, if we enforce the laws that were already there, it, it would do enough. What do you say to that? For years now, you've heard people talking that the speed limits have to be renew, reviewed. And now that they have been renewed, they're still complaining. Like the speed limits on, on secondary roads are just ridiculous. 80 kilometres an hour, 100 kilometres an hour on, on roads that you can barely do 60 kilometres an hour. And the way people drive these days are using those speed limits as a target and not not concentrate on what, what road conditions are. Like, I, as far as I'm concerned, you cannot use road conditions as an excuse for a, for a crash. If it's raining heavy, the roads are bad, you drive appropriately to the, the conditions of that road. If you're driving slow enough, you won't crash. Yeah, yet, you know, and, and it's not just opposition TDs, uh, you know, backbenchers within government have kind of railed against uh, stricter rules when it comes to, to driving as well. It's, it, there's, a, there's a kind of a bizarre culture war, it seems sometimes, about kind of curtailing what we can and cannot do in our cars. There, there is a strange culture in this country, like... Sorry. <coughs> You're all right. There's some TDs out there, just anything that comes up with road safety, they're completely against, no matter what it is. And I just can't understand them. It's... We all know who these certain TDs are and everybody knows 75% of road fatalities are on rural roads. We're trying to save lives and that's the main thing you're trying to save lives, not to, not to inconvenience. If you inconvenience, someone's inconvenience. So mm. uh, I don't care. As long as my children are safe and I'm safe to walk along the street or drive in my car, I don't care whether someone's inconvenienced or not. What has it been like this year looking at those fatality numbers trending upwards as somebody who's been campaigning on this for so long as I said born of you know the most horrible personal experience to see them it was at one in and around 150 last year we'll be at 190 this year kind of a bad weekend and we'd be pushed over 200 yeah, to all of us there it's like a dagger in the heart like we had a chance and we were doing so so well and then all of a sudden everything is just backfired and just people aren't paying attention anymore, which means to us the, the penalties and the enforcement aren't there. Like they they raised the fines for speeding, now we're in a seatbelt. But I knew straight away that wasn't going to have an effect. That had to be more penalty points and people have to have that threat hanging over their head that they're going to lose their car or lose their licence. And if they lose their jobs, they've no one to blame but themselves. Brian Caulfield is with us as well, Leo. He's the professor at the School of Engineering at Trinity College, Dublin. Uh, uh, Brian... Um, understandably, this kind of this debate has emerged today about whether it's kind of enforcement or reducing the speed limits. I mean, is is it either or in your mind or is it both? It's both. Um, and Leo's put it expertly. Um, it is both. We we need to you know send the signal out there that we're reducing our speed limits um, and then go for enforcement as well, because enforcement is the key thing to make sure that, you know, if people are breaking the speed limit, that they know that they're, 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 there's going to be a penalty and there's been a great example on the M7, and I know it's a motorway and it's not one of the roads that will be impacted of average speed cameras. And that has brought compliance of the speed limit there from about 70% to almost 100% uh, by introducing average speed cameras. So it's both the speed limits reducing in these areas that they've identified, looking at the evidence, and then also enforcement. And the technology like required, it's it's pretty basic, isn't it? I mean, those, those speed cameras just work on the old kind of uh, kind of speed, distance and time that we all learned in, in, in primary school or maybe it was early in secondary school. That's precisely what those the, what those cameras do. Um, they capture your licence plate and if you pass the other side of the, the camera 
quicker than you should, then you're going to get a penalty point. I think things like that would help enforcement, but it's on the rural roads, and that those are the roads that the minister this morning said, you know, he's going to go after, and it's that makes up about 85% of our road network, and it's where, as Leo said, 75% of our deaths happen. Mm. So it's it's in those spaces that we really need to go after. Uh, Michael Fitzmaurice, the Independent TD, was on the show a bit, bit earlier, and he suggested that, you know, if every truck in the country can have a tachograph that people can look at and insurance companies can look at and, and can determine whether the drivers have been in breach of the speed limit, why can't every young driver in the country have something similar in, in their car? Has he a point? Uh, he does have a point, but I suppose when you, when you start to look at it realistically, you know, from a from a from an ethics, from a data, from all of the other what aboutry that will be thrown up at something like that, which I think fundamentally is a good idea, um, it would take I think it would take a long time to enforce and for it to, to to be put in place. And at the moment, you know, the upward slope that we're seeing and the number of fatalities can't wait for something like that. So what else then beyond? The measures announced today, like I asked Leo, kind of what what are steps two, three and four in his mind? What are they in yours, Brian? I suppose when you look internationally, I think technology does have a uh, a part to play, as I mentioned there with the average speed cameras. But also, you know, when the RSA were initially launched, you know, they did very impactful um, um, ads that really impacted upon people. And we did see a decrease in the number of, of accidents. But internationally, the research shows over time those wane and, and the impacts are, are less. Also, their television ads and how we consume that type of material now has changed. So that's one of the things that I would look at. The other thing that I would look at um, is the, the data that the RSA put out there. Um, they don't put out data that I could consume or I could get students to do analysis on what were the causes of accidents, where they happened, to identify black spots of of, of um in areas that we need to improve on. Um, and that's a fundamental. And they stopped doing that. And they, they cite GDPR as the reason why they don't do it yet. European countries um, have this type of data. And it's mm. it's very obvious every time they do an international research, sorry, every year they do a research conference. And there's never an Irish researcher at it because the data isn't there for us to do the analysis. So I think it, it, it's both that technology can help um, the data and the, the research can help, but then also it is enforcement, and that is you know putting more investment into enforcing um, uh, speed limits on on all of our roads. Uh, Leo, it might be a job of work to go and and install kind of a, a version of a tachograph in every young person's car yeah. in the country, but but new cars are being built and sold in Irish forecourts every day of the week. It wouldn't be a job of work to ensure that new cars from here on in or from 2024, 2025 onwards yeah. all have. Because they can all be geolocated. They can all know what road they're on and and be forced to comply. You have Google Maps on your phone and it can tell you the speed limit of the area you're in and the speed that your car is going. Why can't they link to both with speed limiters? And if you enter a certain area, housing estate or certain roads, that your car will automatically reduce. Like for the life of me, I can't understand why car manufacturers are still allowed manufactured cars that can go over 120 kilometres an hour if 120 kilometres an hour is the speed limit. Why, why are they allowed manufactured cars and go 200 kilometres an hour, 250 kilometres an hour? And there's no roads in Europe that allow that. It's, the technology is there. The government need to put their hand in their pockets, but they won't do that. They'll do all the cosmetic stuff that they, that they think that the people will see straight away. So is that is that your fear with today's announcement, is that while you welcome it, that it, it's kind of a cosmetic thing? Yes. It allows them to make a big gesture but yeah. it's ultimately yeah, meaningless if, if someone is caught the off chance that that someone is caught they'll go to court and they'll get a small fine and, and back on the road again if they're banned from driving 
the the serve the van or if their car is sitting in front of the ga- in in their garden, if something pops up, they're going to hop into that car and drive. They need to know that if they're caught driving while while, while banned from driving, that they're going to go mm-hmm. to prison or they're going to lose the car. It's more severe sentences, penalties as needed for starters. Brian, the the big focus obviously is is reversing that <laughs> upward trend in fatalities. But we heard from some of those kids in the Gael Skull speaking to Aoife Kearns right at the outset of all of this. And another consequence, I assume, of a 30 kilometre an hour speed limit in towns and cities is that it will do what you and I have talked about on this show several times uh, that needs to be done. It will encourage people to get out of cars and get on bikes. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the the, the great um, you know byproducts of doing this. Um, um, and I, I think the vox pop there from the kids was great. They're right. Um, um, less quicker cars around their schools are going to encourage them to walk and cycle to school. It's a generational thing. Then we start to see this mode shift happening. There's also argument that there's a, a potential emission saving from cars going slower as well. So that there's a lot of benefits to, to doing something like this. And I think when the, the, the review comes out fully, we'll get to see what the, the, they've been analysed and modelled. But there's lots of reasons why this is this is a good idea. But, you know, I will be cautious as well that while it's a good idea and it's a grand gesture today, um, we need to see tomorrow enforcement. And we also need to be able to see that it's working. We need to see data produced to show that this mm. new plan is going to work. Brian Caulfield, Professor at the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin. Leo Leo is a member of the Irish Road Victims Association. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. A lot of people getting in touch. One listener says it's unfair to target young drivers with the tachograph. There are plenty of experienced drivers who are guilty of speeding and plenty of other road offences. It's blatant ageism. You're right. There's lots of good young drivers and lots of bad older drivers. But the facts don't lie. Young male drivers in particular are much more likely to be involved in a fatal accident uh, than anyone else. Somebody else says AI enabled camera technology would free up Gardaí and make roads safer, automatically identify and fine drivers for speeding, bus lane offences, no seatbelt, holding a phone, etc. Well, that is something they're looking at. I see in some of the reporting uh, today in the UK, they're rolling out much more um, advanced technology uh, in their Gatso vans, if that's how we wanted to describe it, their speed cameras uh, that will uh, enable effectively computers to do a lot of this work for them. We don't have enough Gardis to somebody else to police the violence in our streets, let alone police our driving. And Gareth says, I used to live in Australia and the fines were so oppressive for speeding uh, that you never sped again. Tag on double demerits, double penalty points at the weekend and the problem might quickly improve. Gareth, thank you for the suggestion. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.